Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. Blog Talk Radio. favorite pieces of music um, called Carnival. Um, it's from the movie Harry Potter. Um, and today's uh, is a special edition of um, the Indie Cafe on Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio. And we have some special guests with us today. And um, being that um, I opened up with a song from a film, we are today doing a special show on the film festivals, the New York City Independent Film Fest or um, International Film Festival, and also then uh, SIF, the Indie Film Festival that um, I will have um, both Ava Lee Stewart and Dennis, and I'm going to hope my um, co-host calls back in. And with that, I'm going to bring everybody in, and we're going to talk today about both the Film Festival in New York and also the Film Festival that's going to be happening, the Southeastern Film Festival. 
Let me bring everyone in because I know Spencer is off running around trying to get everything together. Hey, Dennis, and hey, Ava. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hey, good. How are you doing? Thanks for having us. Hi, how are Dennis, you? Dennis, you there? I am, but I'm hey, in the Hi, okay, can you New hear me? York City Hi. Independent Film Festival. Fantastic. Yes. Okay. That's great. That's okay. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I totally, because I had to put this up, and I I just assumed there's so many film festivals going on everywhere right now. In fact, um, That's true. you know, it's so funny. We're having um, our Sonoma Film Festival happening at the end of this month, and then the Napa um, Film Festival goes on the following week. But I'm so happy to have both of you here, and I'm hoping Spencer, my co-host, does call back in. Um, I know he. I think he's trying to call both of you because we were, we were wondering where you guys were. But um, you're here, so we're happy you're here. And um, this is super exciting because both Ava, Ava has been on. And let me bring Spencer on. He's finally here. I hey. had um, welcome, welcome, Spencer. Um, I've had um, Ava, Ava on before, and um, Dennis, you're new to the show. And Dennis, welcome, because this is really cool. And I want to let everyone know, the chat room is open, and if you would like to call in, the number is 347-677-1036, and the show will be available afterwards if you'd like to listen to it on iTunes and also on Red Velvet Media Blog Radio under the Edie Cafe. So um, with that, we have Spencer Drake, my co-host, in New York. Dennis, you're in New York, and... Ava, where are you today? Are you in Nashville right now? I am in Nashville today. Hey! <laughs> oh, fantastic. Well, you know what I'd like to do is, since um, we're talking about film today, and I'd like um, maybe to introduce Dennis first, and have, since we can go down the list and we can do that, Dennis, why don't you tell a little bit of our listeners um, about who you are and how the film festival got um, formed and a little bit more about when it's going to happen and the website. And then we can get into talking a little bit more about that. And then how Ava, um, you can talk a little bit more about what you're doing with Seth. Okay. That, great. Sounds, that sounds great. Sure. Uh, it's our seventh year. Um, I've been, uh, what I've Fantastic. done is I documentaries. I shoot documentaries. Mm-hmm. I've shot um, a lot of different things. Over the course of the years, I've uh, I also do performance pieces and I paint and wow. I uh, you know I, I I write I paint and I do movies. That's what I do. Right now, I'm working on a series of science-based uh, documentaries and travel documentaries. Um, I'm going to be going across Russia this summer, uh, shooting different locations of uh, out-of-the-way places that most people never heard and. Uh, that's what I'm going to do next summer. Uh, we're also working on, I'm also working on a piece of Lost at Sea about the uh, fishing industry in the East Coast, the United States, Canada. Oh, really? And I'm doing a piece about the Gowanus Canal, which is the second most polluted body of water in North America, in Brooklyn, New York. Yay, Brooklyn. Um, That's interesting. <laughs> you know, World Water Day is coming up on the 22nd. You know right, that? I know, yep. Did you know that? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm a big water advocate. So, uh, yep, I know. Good. We have to do something. Um, and, and so that's what I do personally. And as far as the festival, um, I, I've, I always felt that what happened with most festivals was the fact that people would start out with a festival and they'd start saying, yes, 
I want to help the indie filmmaker. And then if people would, which people always say to me is, so who's the most famous person coming? And I would say, well, we're doing an indie filmmaker film mm-hmm. festival. We're, we're trying to concentrate on the indie guy and the small guy. We're trying to give him a, a way to show his movies. We're trying to show him, build a community so that he gets to see that there's lots of, he or she gets to see that there are lots of people in the same exact boat as them making movies while they're having a full-time job or making movies while they're in school or making movies while they're starving. And everybody's saying, well, why don't you give up and go get a real job um, instead of only concentrating on the 500 famous people that go to every film festival that everybody wants to see. So mm-hmm. that's, that, that, that was the point of our festival, was to stay focused on the indies, stay focused on the 500 to million-dollar film, even half-million-dollar film, not to worry about who's famous and who's coming, but to worry about who has something to say, who has a voice, who has a belief, who has uh, a strong feeling about the art of filmmaking. So that's what the New York City Film Festival has concentrated on, and that's who we still concentrate on, that's who we're staying focused on. And that's what made me start it. Uh, Dennis, I want to ask you you something. How does uh, a filmmaker enter your festival at all? You know, do you have a connection there? Well, I mean, we are on Without a Box and Film Freeway and Film Festival Life and Fest Home and Click for Festivals and plus also our own website, which is uh, nycindieff.com. But our submissions Mm -hmm. are closed because our festival is April 27th through May 1st. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're almost finished uh, with our our submissions. Part of the reason for that is that every year we did it in October – but because we had our festival in October, I never got a chance to make a film. So for the past few years, I actually haven't made any films because of when the festival was. So this year we moved it to April so that I can spend the summer shooting documentaries, which is what I'm going to do this year. Um, That's so, so cool. So, so everything ended up very con- very concentrated, very quick. We had uh, it was only six months between the last festival and this festival, so we've been very pushed about getting everything done. But we're going to be ready. We're going to show 200 movies, 200 movies, shorts, features, music videos, um, super shorts, documentaries, super short documentaries. Uh, we're going to have script readings. We're going to have panels on finance, producing the movie, directing the movie. Um, awesome. We're going to have just, just a lot of seminars, a lot of education, a lot of gathering parties for the filmmakers so that the indie filmmakers get to see that they're not alone. The fans get to talk to, to, to the filmmakers, and we try to build very much of a community, and that's 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 what we do. Yeah, I, you know, I, that's I, really, I, that's I, great. I, I did, I, yeah, I was at the last one, you know, Dennis, and it was, like, really cool right. because you're in this uh, kind of uh, enclosure where you can easily meet and network people. I like that whole idea. Uh, the question I have, or which you should, which you should talk about, is that, this thing is worldwide, so people know. It's not just United States, right? It's worldwide filmmakers, oh, right? Right, right. Last year we had people from 38 countries. Uh, this year I think we will be at 36 countries. Last year we had 330 movies. turned out to be a little a little too big for us at this point. We brought it down to about 200 movies this year. So then we have people a little from 36 more, countries. A little smaller scale, yeah. Right. It's a little bit yeah. more manageable, yeah. Right. Too and, much, too uh, much... Uh, creation in one room it's over it's overwhelming <laughs> it is Red friend, Ava, i know you can relate to that and you know what i wanted to bring up really quick um was dennis you and ava are very similar 
and that you multitask because Ava is also a writer and an artist and um, a filmmaker and other stuff like that. I mean, you two have so much. In, I mean, it's not. It's so diverse that you both have so many. You Ava do your books and your art, and Dennis you're doing documentaries and painting. That's and also, very, I wanted to mention, Holly, that cool. the, the reason I yeah. have them both on is that they both are in the same thing. In other words, Ava mm-hmm. and Dennis are trying to expose worldwide indie filmmakers, and they both have the same uh, motivation on uh, on exposing new filmmakers. You know, and that makes yeah, it really great. And, and it's not competitive. It's not competitive because yep. you know I'm on the board with uh, Ava and. And you're a judge, and I'm a judge, and and the the southeastern uh, covers a different area, and Dennis covers mm-hmm. New York, so it's, it's it's it could be a very big sharing thing, actually, you know. Yeah, yeah no. Eva, tell, 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 tell me about awesome. Eva. Tell us, tell us about you. Yeah, Eva, about yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> I am uh, one of the founders with Spencer and several other people of the Southeastern International Film Festival. Our goal when we started the festival was to bridge the gap between the southeastern United States, a lot of the towns in the south, Atlanta and Nashville, and even a lot of the smaller towns, to bring the bigger parts of the industry from New York, from L.A., from London, to bridge that gap between the filmmakers here, but then also to be able to have a distribution channel for independent films in the southeast because there's not a clear distribution channel for people to be able to even see independent films, except possibly online. But um, we founded the festival three years ago. And in three years, I'm proud to say that we've shown almost 300 films from 61 countries in theaters and online. And uh, we've had almost 10,000 submissions. So it's been very exciting. And this year we have almost 2,000 submissions. And we're just finishing Major, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and um, mm-hmm. and judging judging is well underway. We have almost 100 judges from all over the world, and um, some really amazing people. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, from all parts of the industry, um, we kind of take from the European model that uh, we have people that are not only working as directors, writers, producers, but also costume designers and photographers, and people doing promotions and PR and marketing and radio and different parts of creative fields, so that our judging has a, a more diverse kind of insight, hoping to, you know, make our program really unique. But Dennis, we also do the same kind of thing. We want to promote independent film based on the level of storytelling, not necessarily the production value of the project or, you know, the budget, but, but the, the compelling, you know, product of the the artist. And and also, mm-hmm. Ava, also the different categories, right, for film. I mean, there's like short film, there's documentary, right? There's like different categories going on, right? Oh, yeah. We have, um, we do uh, narrative films, documentary, short and long, experimental yeah. animation, music videos, new media, which includes web series, student films. Southern, we have a Southern Spotlight for local filmmakers in the Southeast. We do screenplays, and we just added a drone competition, which uh, is, yeah. uh, is very exciting. And yeah, then we uh, yeah. also try to showcase uh, independent bands as part of, you know, the film festival, which uh, we yeah, also have like submission really process cool. for that. Well, yeah. it's kind of, you know, art, music, film, they all go together in my mind. And, they and do. And the events that we've had, it's been really a fun experience to see, you know, artists 
with musicians, with filmmakers, because you get a really interesting creative synergy when you put a lot of people that are really creative in a room together. You uh, uh-huh. you uh, uh-huh. tell us about your Paradise Garden film that I'm in with Chris Franz and a whole host of people that's doing very well, right? We we have uh, I, I'm, I'm the director of a documentary called Paradise Garden about the folk artist Howard Spencer, who is the grandfather of Southern folk art. He was a Baptist preacher until he was 60, and he had a vision from God to paint sacred art because he wanted to get messages across. And um, I chronicled the renovation of his life's work, which is the largest piece of installation art in the United States, and uh, it's called Paradise Garden. And we and it's been renovated, and we captured that on film, the before and after. We interviewed people as to why they took pilgrimages to see him. A number of very famous artists now and musicians uh, went to the garden to meet Howard, and they influenced him in some way, or, you know, they had an experience meeting him. So the film's really about, you know, art and the legacy of art through his story. That's amazing. You know, and it's in, it's in a lot of festivals, right, Lee? It's in a, it's in a lot of festivals right now. Won some top awards already, right? Am I cutting it out? It did. Am I cutting? Am I cutting out a little bit, no. guys? Not to me. No, yeah. you're okay, Hal. Okay, okay. I just didn't know because I was I was talking. Somehow I'm cutting out. I'm hearing myself, and then I'm not talking. Can uh, Dennis? Can you hear me? Okay. I can. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so Ava, tell complete the thought on that. You're the film is in what uh, many film festivals, not right? I think I think we've been in 22 so far, and we hope to be in more. And uh, we're working on doing a distribution through, you know, the video on demand and that kind of thing mm-hmm. shortly, because we've kind of been in the festivals for a while. But it's, That's uh, a big it's thing right really now, the video on demand right now. It's yeah, huge. You're right. It's huge. It's huge. And you know, yeah. Netflix is is starting to film their own stuff and you know, um, Ava, you also have another film that I wanna talk about, um, that really touched me and uh Dennis, if you haven't seen this you need to see it. It's uh the one um on Tibet. State of control. Uh, yeah, state of control. Unbe- yep. Unbelievable yep. film. Mm-hmm. Um they had a premiere here in uh, San Francisco, and uh, also the UN here. Uh, also, Holly, yeah, the UN, unbelievable, yeah, they did. unbelievable film. And I have to tell you, um, uh, Ava, um, I was at an Indian restaurant probably a couple weeks ago, and sitting there and talking to them, and we were talking. I was sitting there looking through and talking about different films. And they were all from in. They were all from that area, and they know knew of the movie. And so, oh good, see, it gets around. You know, it's like it's very interesting. I'm so glad. You yeah. Know, with your projects, and then Dennis, your film, your documentaries you're doing on water and um, other subject matters, your own personal projects. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? And then well, how well you for the most part, what happened was it all started. There was, a, uh, there was a magazine, Kai, uh, what they mm-hmm. are, is they're, uh, they're, they're, in, they're in Canada, and they're doing their premises. 90% of the population lives within 10 miles of water. And we have to figure out how to live with that water, or else we're all going to have serious problems. And mm-hmm. so, so it started with them. They asked me to do a small piece about the Guanas Canal. 
So I did a small piece of them almost a year ago about the Gowanus Canal, which is three minutes short. That's what they do. They do all these three-minute shorts. It's called thekaimagazine.com. And uh-huh. uh, I went and I talked to scientists. I talked to people, uh, Andrew at the Gowanus Conservancy. I talked to Ellen, who is a uh, citizen scientist. She has a PhD, but she belongs to GenSpace, which is an independent laboratory that her and other scientists uh-huh. run. And what they're doing was they're they're going to be – New York City finally got a super fund. Guanus is a super fund site, and they're going to be cleaning it up. But there's a big battle about how they're going to clean it up because Mm. one of the things that uh, 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 Ellen (laughs) is trying to figure out is that they they found a bunch of extremophiles. So they're finding these these bacteria that are living inside water that basically no Mm. bacteria should be living in except maybe E. coli and – Lots of petroleum products, and uh, they tried seeding it with oysters, and they all died. And you know, just 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 this. Uh, the rumor was if you fell into the Guanas Canal, you'd have to rush to the hospital or die. It's not quite that bad, but it is bad. You do not want to get this water on you. Um, and so wow. they're finding all this life inside of it. Isn't that crazy? So they're Anna? interested. In it. So they're they're trying to identify what all this life is. So mm-hmm. for Hokai, mm-hmm. we only had three minutes three and a half minutes is really what we ended up with. So we just explained very quickly what that is. And now what we're working on is getting, we're now diving deeper into a working on, on more of a feature of, because one of the things that, that we find is that because it's in the middle of New York City, a lot of money is being put into it. Like literally billions of dollars mm-hmm. of real estate sits around this little canal. So people are, there's a pressure to develop it, there's a pressure to do something about it is very real. So they're trying to figure out how to clean it up and how to make it clean. Now, with some of the things that we they, they come up with there, they may have found bacteria that there may be certain types of antibiotics that we don't know about that's inside this mm-hmm. water because that's what happens is is when you get enough pollution. Pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah, I know all about that. Life, life starts now pop up to mm-hmm. fight that those diseases, if you will, almost, like, like the, the, the bad germs, the bad... You know, even they've found uh, bacteria that's that, that's releasing uh, methane. That's that, that's what they're exhaling. Like, like oh yeah, that's horrible Producing stuff. methane. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so 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 they're they're working on what's inside the Guanas Canal and what can be used inside the Guanas Canal that can help other polluted bodies of water around the world maybe clean. Maybe we can help with a solution of how to clean up some of these extremely polluted areas. Um, so that that that's that's what the Guanas Canal project is about, and then wow, and then lost at sea. What that's about is um, the if you years ago uh, in New York Harbor, one of the reasons why New York Harbor became what it is and, and, and it was so it became so rich was there was so much life here. There was uh, New York Harbor when the Dutch first got here. There were maize and there were whales and dolphins and and fish pops. That Some of the best fishing. Long. Some of the best <laughs> fishing. Amazing. Right. You know, it was all right here, and now it's all gone. All right? and, and a lot of it's gone because of the way that we fished over the centuries, but it's really been more recently. Even the regulations that are in place to try and help get the fishery come back aren't really working because they're sending out the wrong economic signals. There was... There are still a lot of fish in these waters, but their fish were not eating. 
And so what's happening mm-hmm. is we're, 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 we're pulling up more and more fish, and we're killing more and more fish that are basically just being thrown back because the fishermen can't sell it. And then the fish that the fishermen can sell because of the... It's pollution because of, stuff, well, yeah. No it's, no, it's not really pollution, but because of the regulations. They're only allowed mm-hmm. to catch, let's say, 500 pounds of carp. But mm-hmm. to catch that 500 pounds of carp, they actually catch 20,000 pounds of fish. All right, And because of the way the laws are written and the way the regulations are and the way markets work, that 20,000 pounds of fish is thrown back in so they can keep their 500 pounds of carp. So that they're killing 20,000 pounds of fish, if you will, to get yeah. 500 pounds to put onto your table. Hmm. So that's oh, not good. <laughs> is that crazy? You know, crazy. That's crazy. Uh, that, that is crazy. So, so, so they're working on they're working on different designs, nets, uh, different different things. Because we did a different story about the shrimp industry in Georgia, which is also dying, and that's partially mm-hmm. because of a uh, because of a parasite in the, in the shrimp, but also mm. because. Originally, they they almost the shrimpers almost wiped out all the turtles because all the turtles got trapped oh, inside wow. the net. So mm. they came up oh. with a trap that now works because the shrimps go up, the turtles go down. So they realized that if they put these traps inside their nets, the turtles will go down, which they can't sell. So therefore, their nets aren't get as heavy. They don't have to pull them up as often. It's actually more economical. So now the point oh. is, can we do something like that up in the up in the, in the northeast and the uh, and the uh, and, and in Canada, because what's happened is that the the ocean actually is running out of fish, but we just keep mm-hmm. going further and further north. Right now, all the fish we eat are really coming from around Iceland and further north. Mm-hmm. So there's not too much mm-hmm. more further north that we can keep going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we are wow. actually running to that point of running out of things. So that, that, I mean, that's what that is, is about, is, is exploring, mm-hmm. Very is exploring that, 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 those concepts, those, those type of ideas. And then I wanted to ask Russia you, about, Dennis, I wanted to ask you about the Best of the Fest, March 24th event you're having. Can you explain about okay. that? Right, right, yeah, sure, sure. What that is, well, to be honest, it's, 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 it's an attempt at fundraising. Uh, you know, fundraising is always very important for a small festival, as I'm sure everybody on the phone understands, being involved with it. But also what we're going to be doing is we're going to be showing the winners of the music videos, uh, short animations, some short movies, uh, just different things. Plus also we're going to have some of the judges are going to be there, I'm going to be there, some of the curators are going to be there, um, and other people associated with the festival. And it's going to be a meet and greet, and we're all going to basically say hi to everybody and, and at the same time show some, uh, get some beer and some wine and and uh, and. and and watch some some of the winning films from last year. That that's what yeah. that is, and and it's going to be a lot of fun. And people should come. It's March twenty fourth. It's in uh, it's at it's at a, 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 a the playwright in, in New York City, over on Broadway and Forty Ninth Street. That's where that's going to be. Told. That's awesome. And, and you can go on to our website and. Uh, Do you have that? You know, do you are, yeah, now you're on you're on Facebook right and uh, Ava you're also on Facebook and also is the film festivals both of the film festivals are on Facebook and you know what Dennis I hear that you're very passionate about water and I don't want to um, get you know um, you know minimize that because it's a very big passion of mine so what I'd like to do is um, I know that we want to I want to talk more about that. 
And um, I'd like to invite you back on um, World Water Day, maybe, because it seems to me that you really are very uh, passionate about it. And I'd like to have you back so we could talk more about that, because I know that what, I can hear what, that what, in you. <laughs> I mean, that that's a real strong possibility. It's just, it's just that right now, our festival's coming up April 27th. I'm uh-huh. really pressed for time. But let's send me an email. I promise to look at that. Yeah, I really want to have you back because I have. At, at, at all type of things like that. Okay? Yeah. So let's, yeah, that's right. Let's, 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 let's do that. Let's uh, email and let's no, find out. Let's, let's no, big time because um, I work with Dr. Emoto. I don't know if you know about any of Dr. Emoto's work with water. No, I don't. Um, and yeah, I'm always willing to learn. He is always about, it's about uh, water crystals that are formed out of uh, vibrational energies that are given into the water. But what I wanted to say today also that reminded me, today is the five-year anniversary of the earthquake that happened in Japan. So we want to send our love over to Japan um, today. Yep. That was five um, years ago. For all yep. the people for healing. Wow. Yep, today. I, I wanted to ask Ava a question also. Uh, Ava, tell, tell people about the uh, forwarding plans for SIF. Uh, there are certain cities, right, going on? Right. Well, we're, this year we're doing Nashville, which is um, the main festival, but we're also going to have screenings in Memphis and Franklin, Tennessee, which are Memphis is obviously a few hours from Nashville, and Franklin is a suburb of Nashville. But next year we have plans to have a festival in Tarpon Springs, Florida, and uh, for, or Lake Worth, Florida, so uh, we're making our way across the southeastern United States. We've done Georgia and now Tennessee, and then we'll move on to Florida and, and then hopefully next South Carolina. That's fantastic. Yeah, you, I, yeah, yeah. I think the both of you have I... – Den, Den, Dennis and Ava have a lot of – also, what's really good about these two festivals, they, they have a lot of entries every year, I noticed. I mean, the entry mm-hmm. rate – is very high, which makes it very reputable, and that leads on to other filmmakers hearing about it and joining, you know, that whole thing. And that's what I wanted to ask both Dennis and Ava to let our listeners know what the process is, and why don't I stop? start with you, Dennis. What is the process for submitting film to any of the festivals um, in the future that you are going to be you know, holding? Well, like I said, our website will open up submissions in May right after a little bit after the film festival, but but we're on all the major sites. Like I said, we're on Film Freeway, we're on Festival Film Festival Life, we're on Fest Home, Click for Festivals, uh, without a box, of course, and with through our own site, you know, nycindieff.com. Uh, we take everything from we we have a series of different categories. We have a- animation, music, uh, short docs, documentaries, super shorts, which are under ten minutes. Uh, shorts, which is from 11 minutes to 59 minutes. Features, which is a feature film. Uh, then we have art. We have art experimental, uh, which I think I may have to explain a little bit more about what that is. But like, we're, we're looking for like a true art experimental type type of films, only up to 10 minutes in length. Um, not that you, you know, uh, use a couple of techniques inside the movie which you feel are artistic. Sort of like a, a real art, art. Oh, interesting. Experimenting with yeah, yeah. With, with sound mm-hmm. and sight and and, and 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 colors and and getting into pushing pushing what 
what what is what is an image, what isn't an image, what is a sound, what isn't a sound, what is a combination of the two rather than just a little bit of a different technique of filming a, a, a screen, but a, but a real art experimental movie. Um, some people say weird, if you will, you know, the, the, the weird stuff that I don't get it. That that type of stuff is what we look for in the art experimental uh, space. And then also we take scripts and uh, you get back a, a, a critique of your scripts. Uh, there's also part of, of, of submitting the script. And we also read wow. the top ten at the festival. We read the top ten scripts. Um, wow. Also this year we're going to have a panel with the uh, woman who's president of the uh, New York and film and TV organization, which is a 5,000 member organization you know, of people and in, in, in women inside of uh, film. We're calling it Women in Film. And we're also going to have other people who are still putting that panel together, but at least she's on board for that. That actually was very successful. like that panel. Uh, but, but we do, we, we just do, there, there's a lot that we do. It's actually easiest if you go to our website. We haven't fully built this year's Successful yet, but like I said, we abbreviated everything because we moved it from October to April, so we pushed everything forward. But, uh, but yeah, we uh, so to submit is just a matter of going to the website and submitting. I mean, if you storytelling, as far as what is accepted, I guess storytelling would be first uh, having understanding of flow, how to flow, movie flow, images flow. Uh, once again, just like what Eva said, if you're if you're you know you, you're you don't you can't afford perfect lighting is not that important. Your sound doesn't have to be perfect. Uh, I mean, they help, and and we get lots of movies that are beautifully shot, but but that's that's not really what we're what we're deciding on. We're deciding on do you tell a story that's worth hearing, or even a story that you're passionate about. Do you understand how to tell a story, and do you understand filmmaking? Those are really the things that we look for. Great. Fantastic. Did that answer your and question? Eva? Oh, 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 Dennis, you're awesome. You you have a lot of knowledge on this. And, Eva, I would like to know from you um, how everyone would submit. I know how, but I'd like you to tell our listeners. Well, I think it's pretty much the same. You go to our website, southeasternfilm.com. And mm-hmm. we have a submission button, and you can submit the same way through Film Freeway without a box and the other uh, related submission uh, festival hosting sites. But you can also submit to us directly, and um, it's a pretty easy process. Uh, and you know, we advertise on the different sites to try and get you know more awareness. But uh, our submission is open again uh, June first for 2017. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. Absolutely. You know, I wanted to ask Dennis Spencer, um, what, um, how, how did you form your film festival? What, what prompted you, and how, how is one formed, and what's the process for that? How, what, what motivated you to do oh, this? What motivated me? I think, I think ignorance. Um, <laughs> I think, I think if I understood really what it meant to run a film festival, um, I probably never would have done it. Uh, it's 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 a lot of work. I mean, I'm a volunteer. I volunteer my time to the film festival, and yet I work anywhere from 20 to 40 hours a week, 50 weeks a year uh, as a volunteer, uh, which is one reason why this year I 
I actually have to. Last year, I successfully made a total of $5,000 doing my own work because I got stuck with the festival so much, which is one reason why, like I said, this year we're doing it in April so that by May 1st, I'm done and I can stop making money. Uh, wow. Uh, <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I know, right? Um, but uh, what made me do it? I don't know. It's, it's actually hard. What I have a made friend. you do it? Yeah. What made me do it? Like I said, I think I think ignorance. Uh, a, a friend of mine uh, and I were sitting around talking, and we were we were discussing filmmaking and the fact that we loved it, and the fact that we we, we enjoyed watching movies, and wouldn't it be fun to have a film festival? So I think that was perhaps more of why we did it. And so we did it. And the first year we had 100 submissions and we had 50 films. And it was kind of fun. Uh, and, and, and we did it. And we said, yeah, that, that was fun. Let's do it again. And then the following year we got bigger. And then the following year we got bigger. And then finally last year it was like, you know, this has turned into a major thing. It's like 120 people. We have 100 judges. There's about 20. We have uh, a curator. So we have a short curator, a documentary curator, a, uh, a, a narrative curator, an animation curator, a short script curator. Uh, let's see. Did I get everybody? Did I forget anybody? Mm-hmm. Oh, a music curator. Did you, did you forget uh, anyone? You're so funny. <laughs> I know. And we have, a, <laughs> we have a music curator, and, and, and it's turned into, you know, uh, it takes a lot of people, a lot of hours, and a lot of work. And... Um, why did I do it? Like I said, I think I think blissful ignorance. Uh, but no, it, I think it, 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 it's awesome. Dennis, Dennis, to tell you the truth, I think you have a dedication to film. That's what I think. It's more than you know. <laughs> I suppose you know, that's obviously, true. you know. <laughs> I suppose that that is true. I do I do enjoy the fact that it's it, it, uh, when during the festival we have the two hundred filmmakers in the same room and and everybody's you know carrying on and the fans are hanging out and and we've taken over the producers club and there's you know, everything's going on. You sit there and you look around and you go, yeah, this is really cool. <laughs> you know, you know, yeah, I, you, you know the other thing the, is that ties everybody together here, including Holly and myself and Ava and you, is that we all want to turn people on. And that's what a- uh, Ava and you were doing with film, to turn new filmmakers on. It's like exposing people to new film, and that's so important. And Holly and I try to do this on our show with pop culture, with different areas of genre. But, you know, it's 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 that thing, really, is a motivation. I mean, it is for right. me, I'm sure, right? No, no, it is. It is. It's true. It's true. I enjoy it's, it. It's I a enjoy catalyst. it. Somebody comes to me and goes, and goes, that was a great movie. It's like, yeah, it was. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't have to do with it other than I watched it. I, actually, I don't watch that many films, but the judges watched it, the curator said, let's put it in, and, you know, we did, and now, you know, you're happy, they're happy, the filmmaker's happy, and it's like, yeah, that that's, that's really cool. That really that's cool. really awesome. You know, Ava, I wanted to hear from you how you filmed your film festival. Uh, we started it about three years ago, and it was really mm-hmm. kind of a group of filmmakers from New York Center, and others in Los Angeles and myself, I had just moved from Los Angeles to Atlanta for a project. And I realized that there was a real void in the southeastern United States of the availability of independent film, but also the fact that, um, you know, I've attended a number of film festivals over the years and I wanted to kind of think of it like a, like a startup, like a think tank or, you know, uh, in a different way, like how could the film festival with new technology 
with what's available now be different and be used as a more mm-hmm. effective distribution for, you know, a bigger area. And so we um, we bring the film festival to small towns throughout the, the southern U.S. So, you know, we, we work with the chambers of commerce, with the local businesses, and we bring the festival and we generate, you know, interest and income for them. And then we also showcase filmmakers work to people who wouldn't ordinarily have the chance to see that type of film. So it's Who's a win-win cooking in my and mind. moving dishes around? <laughs> Who's living? Who's doing That's that? Me. I'm sorry. You can hear that? Sorry. Oh, no, no. Hey, listen, if you're in the kitchen, I want to be there. I have a four- and eight-year-old here, and they're they're, they're kind of looking at me. Oh, no. Oh, that's great. (laughs) Tell them. Oh, I bet that's really fascinating, having them. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Eva. I apologize. I apologize profusely. Go ahead. Okay. No, no. no. I stopped. Stop it. We don't care. Tell Let's say hi to the kids. Let them say hi. Hi. No, that's all right. All right. (laughs) Okay, okay. So, Ava, would no. you uh, continue, continue the thought, Ava? Oh, so what we do is we bring the film festival to the smaller towns through working with the local chambers of commerce and, you know, bringing films that audiences in that area wouldn't ordinarily have the chance to see, bringing filmmakers in contact yeah. with, you know, people who want to be in film that don't have access to, you know, kind of the thought, the the knowledge base that people that have been in the industry in bigger cities have, and then, you know, to be able to kind of have a networking on a level between a lot of different artists from a lot of different backgrounds. And they meet people kind of, through that, right? It makes a, really, help it's them. a great synergy. Yeah. yeah, it's a great synergy. You know, we do networking events with all the film festivals, and mm-hmm. when, you know, a musician from a small town that does one thing meets a filmmaker from, you know, we had a filmmaker filmmaker come from Africa, you know, and it's just kind of an interesting um, moment when a lot of different creative people get together and they get to learn from each other. And, um, you know, I've seen a lot of people go on to work together. So it's a great thing to me. It breaks the that culture happens. boundaries, doesn't it? Don't you think? I'm sorry, I didn't it interrupt does. you, but doesn't it break the culture boundaries on that? Mm-hmm. It does. It, it, well, it, it, you know, it's like, you know, you're. I guess in a way, it's like forcing diversity, but it's also, mm-hmm. you know, a really organic. It's an organic thing. It's just, you know, the ability to have um, all these people in one room together. And you know, I think that I uh, like last year at the Dahlonega Film Festival, we had a female animator from Iran who submitted her film. It was one of the first film festivals she was able to submit because we offer um, a free entry period and we were able to show her film to a small town in Georgia. And, you know, the number of people who came up to me and others after the festival, you know, talking about their reaction to the film, you know, to me that's why I get excited about it, is being able to have those people experience something on such a level and to give an opportunity to someone who wouldn't ordinarily have that opportunity. You know, that's a fun moment for me. That's why I do it. Mm Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I agree with you on that one. I think that that, that's like so cool when you get people together and everybody kind of, you know, bounces off each other and they've got all that, that different kind of things going on and you, you're be able to open up your end of being creative as with you, you're not only, like I said, both you and Dennis both have different things in your life. You, you yourself, Ava also 
are a published author, um, and you um, have you're an artist as well, and then you're doing your own films. So, and then Dennis, you're doing your own films and you're doing painting and stuff like that. I want to ask you, Ava, because um, I, I know I've had you on the show before, but what got you interested in film? Because I know when you write, it's a very visual thing for you, right? Oh, I, I, it is. My my editor often says you wrote that like a movie. You need to go back and add more details. You know, mm-hmm. I, um, uh. you know, I um I did get interested in film from a young age. I used to shoot music mm-hmm. videos with my grandmother's like uh, eight millimeter really? camera and, uh. Uh, <laughs> in the backyard with my cousins. But I. But I, you know, I didn't really pursue it until I worked at CNN and I did the Broadband Video Network, which was kind of the first time I'd done a whole TV show. And I realized, you know, I really love taking all the elements of this and putting it together because I love all these things. And then I decided to go to film school in London and um, then I moved to Los Angeles and started working in the industry, which was, you know, once I, once I got into it, once I got on the film set, I knew that's what I wanted to do. You felt it. But you I was knew it. Place. It was in your blood. I was in my place. Yeah. It was. I, yeah. I get really sad when I when I'm away from a film set for too long. Because it's got such oh, a good wow. energy. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> it's like an art. How it. about you? Yeah. No. I mean, I can oh, see me? that because you're me? very you're very creative. What about you, Dennis? I was 16 years old, and a 14 year old friend walked up to me and said. I'm going to make a movie. And I said, you're going to make a movie. And he said, yes. He goes, I'm going to write it. You're going to edit it. And then I'm going to finish writing it. And I'm going to produce it. You're going to direct it. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Uh, let's go play basketball. And uh, about three months later, he handed me a script. And wow. I sat there and I edited it. And I said, okay, fine. You know, we edited it. And I said, let's go play football. It was now fall. And we were throwing football around. And about two months later, he showed up inside. I found this organization on 4th Street called Millennium. And they give uh, cameras to kids who want to oh, shoot wow. movies. So I talked to them, and they're going to give us a camera. I was like, oh, okay. So then we went out, and we found ourselves some actors. And we put together, a, we started shooting a movie. And we spent the next three months, instead of playing basketball, football, or anything else, all of our free time shooting this movie. And then at 14, we uh, found at fourteen. <laughs> well, he was fourteen. Oh I was God. sixteen. Uh, and and so Crazy. so did that. And uh, we found this whole group of people that we did this with, and we found and we all stayed together through college. And we we shot a whole bunch of stuff. Different different people would write the movie. Different people would be in charge. And sometimes I would do grips. Sometimes I would be a director. Sometimes I was assistant director. Sometimes I was. I would do some editing, you know, the old 16-millimeter made of films with the tape sound, and we would edit mm-hmm. the stuff on these huge, big machines. And these, on the Lower East Side of Manhattan, there were all these different youth organizations that had all the equipment, and we would go down there and use it. And uh, what happened was some people went off and went to ABC Sports, and they still had ABC Sports. And, you know, some people mm-hmm. went off and worked on all the Spike Lee movies. Somebody's doing, you know, Empire... Uh, that 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 um, Broadway Empire, right? They did that 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 TV and all kinds of stuff, all spun off from that. And I just kind of, I actually, it's really funny. I was, the, I got the least into it. I started doing performance pieces and I started painting, and I still always worked on movies. But I always worked on just, I just stayed with the indies. 
and uh, about and just about six years ago, I seven years ago, seven, almost eight years ago now, I saw the festival. But it's as I always I always do like I did off Broadway stuff. I I always stayed for whatever reason. I just never I never could put up with the politics of going off and doing a big movie and 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 and, and stuff. So I always stayed with the indies. I always. Always did small indie movies or videos or, mm-hmm. or or whatever, and that's 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 how I got into it. That's awesome. Now, how do both it, of you decide, like, who you're going to bring in um, each year? As far as like, you're going to focus on an actor. Like, of course, obviously, like I said, you said in the beginning, who's the actor that's going to be, or the actress or the actor who's going to be, nom- you know, honored this year. Like, I know this year in Sonoma, it's going to be Meg Ryan. In the previous years, it's been other people, you know, that, you know, that flew in. But how do you and Ava both decide who you're going to highlight or focus on for the festival? We don't. We we, we very much okay. stay on the indie. There was, like, people saying, right. well, who's going to be famous is going to be there? I said, I don't yeah. know. You know, and famous people do show up. If you look at our website, I don't even know who he is. I hate to say this at this point in time, but I understand that one of our pictures on our website shows a couple of famous people giving a victory sign because they, they had small movies that were inside of our festival. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I believe everybody, but I'm actually very bad at that. I'm actually very bad. I'm like, I know who Brad Pitt is, but once you get below that level, I'm actually not very good at paying attention. And you're you're really into your you're really into your art. Yeah, you're really into what you're doing. I, I, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what's interesting. I got I got to get in here because I've been an indie guy in music and and I'm also an indie guy in film. I I think what goes on here and it's interesting you mentioned this, Dennis. I think Ava's into this thing. Is when you're an indie person and you're relating to mm-hmm. indie. You don't have red carpet. You don't have all this commercial bullshit, right? So it's kind of like it's like it's very toned down, right? Right. It's yeah. very, very toned down, and it's sort of a freer market because once you get into, that, as you well know, commercial stuff, it changes the whole picture, and everything is just – it's almost like you lose control. It's like you lose the creativity. But in the, the big – and we've done books on indie things like movies and stuff, and I could tell you, and you know this – that when you're in indie, it's a, it's a different form. It's a creative form. It's laid back. It's not. It doesn't have that commercial, big money venture. So I think that's part of what you're talking about, right? Right, it is. And as we were at Berlin Alley, uh, I, myself and I, uh, my, my my coordinator and my my uh, producer, because I wanted to try and sell something. All right, I guess I'm being bad because I am trying to sell my uh, my my latest round of movies, uh, the documentaries more mainstream. And while we're at the Berlin Alley, we actually ran across people. We have some finance people. We have distributors who are interested in the films. We have to do more work before they say yes. Nobody said yes. Everybody, of course, said what everybody always says in the film industry. Big maybe. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, but, but one of the things that, that, that I must admit that I liked about the Berlin Film Festival was that there was, they did have the red carpet, and they did have the private cars, and they did have all that but they actually had a very strong indie presence, which I don't find at places like Tribeca, which I don't right. find right. At, at some of those other oh. festivals. I was actually very impressed with Berlin insofar as they they purposely had other spaces that were away from the main spaces that were indie. And there you had 
it had that feel of a small film festival. So here you were, one of the largest film festivals in the world, and it had that whole, you know, feel and that whole, you know, uh, uh, you know, I mean, like, like Hail Caesar was one of the movies they were showing, you know, a, a, a type thing. But we saw some very strong indie movies there that right. were very well done, uh, that were that, that were very much done as the art house. And they were very well, very well accepted, very well received by the Berlin, by the Berlin crowd. Um, it was actually yeah, you very know, nice you know, it's interesting. See. I always find the Cannes Film Festival interesting because it's a big thing, but yet it has a very interesting area. First of all, they don't get into this stupid uh, Academy Award crap, you know, with the entertainment and all this bullshit. They're really into, like, for instance, the judging. And I was talking to, remember, Ava, we were talking about this. The judges yeah. are like. They could be a writer, they could be a director, they could be a, a painter, they could be anything, you know. And I love where that was coming from, where they're judging, you know. And and the fact that even though they're a big name and they have this ambiance, they still have this very incredible pure area, even though it's commercial. And you feel that, you know, you don't get all the, a lot of the bullshit that you get over here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, and you know, Europe the festival in Europe's a lot different. It is. Yeah, yeah. It is. I, you know, and um, you know, I wanted to interrupt really quick, guys. Um, if you are tuning in um, late, this show will be available on iTunes afterwards and also on demand on Red Velvet Media. And if you'd like to call in and ask myself, Dennis, Ava, or Spencer a question, or just call in to talk, the number is three four seven six seven seven one zero three six. Chat rooms open, and also I wanted to say today we have both Dennis. Dennis, I wanted to pronounce your last name correctly. Is it Cieri? It's actually Cieri. Ah. Cieri. Okay. Cieri. Cieri. Dennis Cieri. Dennis Cieri. Okay, I'm going to get real Italian here. And Ava Lee Stewart. Okay. We have both of you now. So now I've got, I only live in Italy. I'm going Italian <laughs> on you guys today, and you don't want to start talking to me about Italian food because I'll give you many, many recipes. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> no, seriously, I'm going to have one of you film me. Yeah, I don't know. Spencer and I are working <laughs> on something, but we're going to have a film. And you know what? I want to talk about this, and I want to hit this off both of you and uh, with Spencer here. Spencer wants to work on a... Um, film on vinyl. Now, I understand, Ava, you're going to be involved in that. Um, Dennis, yes. what do you think about that? Uh, uh, on, vinyl on, on vinyl? Yeah, on it's, vinyl it's all, all yeah. about the uh, recording of vinyl. The, the resurgence is huge now because vinyl is outselling CDs, right. you know, and it's just yep. a big form. We have a book, 45 book, that's selling very good since 2010, all about 45 sleeves, but the reason for that is the vinyl resurgence and... Um, I feel it's a very important thing to bring back, and Ava does too, I know. So uh, we're trying to get a backup on this thing right now. I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. I, between 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 Russia, Gowanus, all right, between now and, and my, my wife is a science journalist, and so she's gone oh, now, fantastic. actually. Oh, that's fantastic. And, mm. and uh, she's going to be gone two weeks in, 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 uh, in, in April, two weeks in May, and we go to Italy and then for, for two weeks we come back and we're in New York for a whole two weeks we're here together. And then the whole family is going to Russia for two months. Wow. 
Oh, wow. And, and, and in between all that, mm-hmm. I have to get the festival done. So I, I, I'm going to have to pass just because I, I, have, I have no time left between now, <laughs> between now and September. And then in September when I come back, I'm going to have footage from Italy and from Russia that we're going to have to put together and, and, and then mm-hmm. also I have to start the next festival. So I'm actually going to say thank you very much. It's, it's a great offer. I, I definitely appreciate it. I think it sounds like a fabulous uh, pr- project, but uh, um, I was. We weren't asking you for backing, Dennis. We're trying to. <laughs> we're trying to. I'm just bringing up the fact. I that wanted we're to doing ask what your film. feeling was. Yeah, because we're oh, going to be doing. About it. We're great. Yeah. I just said I want to get involved. I think oh no, 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 no! We were just <laughs> talking about what okay, film good. that Ava and I okay. are putting uh, oh, yeah, together, yeah, and no, that no, um, think, you know. I think, um, I think it's anyway. an awesome idea. And Holly it's brought it up. Awesome it was I think, yeah, no, I, I think it's an awesome idea. I do think it's, it's important. I do think that it is changing. I, from from a practical point of view, I, I, I wonder how far it's going to realistically go. Now, why do I say that? All right, it's, it's a great idea, and, and, and it's, it's wonderful, but, like, let's just say inside virtually every major city in the world, the living space we're getting is small, is less and less. Uh, you you have vinyl. Uh, you have you know five hundred five hundred pieces of vinyl inside your house. Case of a So, I, I that's the only thing I would say. From 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 a from a documentary point of view, I think it's a great idea because from everything about it, it gives you better fidelity. It gives you better. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it gives you more much more of a live feel, and 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 I think I think all that's that that that's great. It's, 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 it's a good project. It's a good project. Ava, what's your I feedback think... on this? Ava, what's your feedback? Well, I mean, well, I think that I think that it's a project. This is like an auction today. I swear to God. Despite, despite, like, the, da, 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 da. despite the space consideration, it's nice that we could document, you know, the reasoning behind why vinyl has been in existence for so long and why it hasn't been officially replaced by all the other new new technologies that have come across because there is something about the way that it's constructed. There's no sound that's been better because it's more of an organic process. But also, you know, at this point in time, because the people who are pioneers in the industry and the people who were instrumental and, you know, kind of moving it forward, they're all, you know, at the point where, you know, this is the time, I think, to, to document this and the time to tell the story. Right, yeah. Right, I agree. I agree. You know, I think that's great. And it's a very pop culture type item, and I think it's something that I think that we need to cover because I know that now, like you said, Spence, it's really on a big comeback. And, yeah, um, yeah. You know, I wanted to ask both Dennis and Ava a question um, on their own personal projects as far as their own stuff um, that they're working on that they decide. What motivates you, Ava? Um, You know, like with this vinyl thing, obviously it's a very passionate thing because Spencer is very passionate about it and his involvement with his lifetime, you know, working in vinyl and working with, you know, creating all this art and amazing, you know, things and sleeves and books. Um, what motivates you on a project, and how do you pick up your next thing and you know that you're going to go to? I mean, for me, for me, the things that you know I've become passionate about. I 
you know, I seek out, you know, opportunities to work on projects that I think are compelling. It's hard to work on a project as a creative person when you aren't inspired by it. And, you know, I think all of us do certain level of things for hire, you know, different types of work. But at the same time, the things that you choose personally to invest in, and, you know, people don't realize, I think, that films take a lot of investment. You can spend probably between three and seven years working on a film, mm-hmm. promoting a film, until it's completely kind of to the next level where you might consider it done in an infinite, you know, distribution level, and it keeps going after that. So, you know, you have to really be certain as to your commitment to a project you know, because it takes so much time and effort to be able to make something like a film. Or mm-hmm. you know what? You know what I wanted to ask Holly. I wanted to ask both of them. Where do you see indie film going? Do you see it getting bigger? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? In this, uh, I think it, I think it's getting bigger for sure. I think that what we're having is definitely kind of bigger a saturation, and that mm-hmm. what Dennis and I are doing, and I think Dennis would probably agree that you know curating the vast amount of content and something that people will enjoy in a film festival is kind of a really interesting thing to be doing right now, especially because there's so much independent film. It's not, you know, it's, there's so many people that can pick up a camera and make something and, you know, it's get and giving a voice to that kind of, it's like a whole movement. It's really exciting. Yeah. It's That's interesting true. how it's crossing, that... it crosses over into music because it's music... Sense, uh, but... Dennis, did you, were you talking? We're talk no, that's okay. What I was going to say was that actually this year, which was which was interesting, was I don't think we got anything, we received anything that was shot and edited on an iPhone. And I think it's actually the first year in a few years wow. that we haven't. Wow. We, every other year we've always gotten something, we've always gotten a few really, really interesting, perky, extremely creative little movies between three and seven minutes that were shot on iPhones and edited using the iPhone software. And they did that on purpose because, you know, it was cool. But thinking about it, I don't think we received anything that that way this year, at least nothing that I've heard about so far. I have to go back and look at that because of what you said about how much content is being made either. It's true. There's a tremendous amount of content, and some of it is extremely creative, and some of it is is quite new way of looking at, at, at Things and even even making fun of the life of the way we are. Like last year, we had one movie where two iPhones fell in love, and so they had to figure out some way of making their masters, their owners, uh, mm. get together so that they wow. could get together. You know, which is which is an interesting oh, that's a great twist project. To, to the fact that like technology is is uh, mm-hmm. is ruling our lives or, or yes, yeah, true lives to that extent that 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 our equipment could become involved with other pieces of equipment and then they're going to try and manipulate us to do as they want so that they can be mm. together. I mean well, it's an interesting concept if you think about it. But I, anyway, I just I'm wanted sorry. to uh, I just wanted to the reason I said that Holly was the fact that uh, that indie film uh, to me is uh, a very creative form and uh, and oh, it's, absolutely. A, it's a form and everybody could jump in. I just wanted to mm-hmm. relate uh, compare it to music where uh, as you well know musicians are are totally indie uh, away from commercial doing their own CDs in film that's what's going on right now and my opinion is it's going to get bigger because of the free form well oh absolutely interesting the um we have a member of our junior board he's uh, a junior in college and he does a comedy show on Vine 
which is an app on your phone, and, you know, those are kind of, they stay online and they're short-form content, but then there's a new um, app called Periscope that people are kind of doing, like, their own newscast. Oh, yeah, I'm using it. I think I'm doing it. Well, you know, yeah. but you know what I mean. It's like thing as as yeah. this is going on. You know, the more the more interesting and like with Dennis said, a lot of it's short form content. And you know, I, I'm I'm interested to see you know how it'll develop and how what longevity it'll have. I, I've got to I got to mention following up on that. I was at New Music Seminar last night, and who do they have on? They have someone on there from a radio who was a radio personality who was on Periscope. And she was talking all about Periscope last night, you know. But it's, the thing that she said is the visuality hasn't been, um, you know, it's not as good right now. It has to be more formulated into better visuality. But it's there, you know what I mean, and they're probably going to perfect it. But she was talking all night about per, per, uh, Periscope, which blew my mind totally, you know. Which you yeah, I have Periscope well, and, and, you know, in terms of a film festival, mm-hmm. it blows my mind. <laughs> You know, you know, you want to hear something funny, guys, about Periscope is I have a friend of mine, and she's a book author, and she's a film, she not film, she's a food, healthy food um, person, and her name's the, called the Food Babe, and she does these Periscope things when she shops and tells people mm. and shows people in the market what's healthy, what's good to eat, you know, and buy, mm. and GMO-free yeah. fr- foods, and so it's educational, Plus then also then there's a lot of people on there that are actors and they get on there and they talk about being on the set. You get to see them working and stuff like that. So it's really, it is taking social media and stuff like that is really taking people in another direction as far as like what you talked about as far as indie. Yes, indie music is definitely on an upswing, um, you know, because a lot of people are wanting to go independent and a lot of people want to create their own identity, which I think is really important. and. That yeah. brings me to asking both of you, what would you tell somebody out there listening today if they have a film or they're, they they are inspired or want to create a film, um, what would they do? What would you suggest first? Let's start with you, um, Ava, real quick. What would you suggest to somebody out there that's maybe listening that wants to do a film and isn't sure how to go about doing it? Well, right. I can't oh, emphasize it's... enough. Six o'clock. Actually, a little laughter. But anyway. Um, I can't emphasize enough that whoever would like to make a film should focus on development, their scripts being very strong before they start filming, especially those people with budgets that are less than, you know, they might need because the stronger your script is, the more likely you'll have a better edited product. So I wouldn't Mm -hmm. jump to film anything until you're really sure that you have a great story. And then, you know, really do your homework, get the right people involved. Um, you can go on the meetups and Facebook pages and networking websites, Stage 32, even Craigslist, and you can find people that are willing to work with you, maybe barter services, you know, try to get people mm-hmm. that's good for your film. And, you know, just go for it. Don't let anything stop you. Just really try to do whatever you can to make make interesting work, and eventually you'll get to the point where, you know, you'll get there. All right, guys. That's, that's uh, interesting. Oh, I know yeah. you have to go, Dennis. It sounds like I your do. kids are I, running I, around. I, it's dinner time. Hey, <laughs> thanks a lot, Dennis. I'll I see know. you. Thank Dennis. you very much. It was great. Eva, it was wonderful meeting you. Maybe we can let's, You let's, too. Let's yeah, I'd love to talk to you. And, yeah. All right, good. And, and, and thank you very much, everybody.
Hey, take care. I'll see you again. I'm going to hit you up on your water movies, okay? I'd like to have you back (laughs) for water day. Definitely. Okay. It's a huge thing for me. Okay, thank you, Dennis. Good night. So anyway, we still have Ava and myself and Spencer, and um, we are talking today really about, yeah, no, with the the three Musketeers, you know, (laughs) going to talk about and and get into. You're so funny, Spencer. Stop it. Um, (laughs) uh, What I wanted to say was um, to Ava, you have written books and then do these books inspire you are you taking any of your books into film because i want to talk about that because for people that don't know about ava go on to amazon and you'll see i think you what have 12 books that you've published um just now 10 10 just now 10 and the last one was about your mom right wasn't it about your mom um Based on your mom? The last, well, the last one I wrote was a photography and poetry book, but the last novel I wrote was about, um, called Everything in Between is a coming-of-age story mm-hmm. about college and, and life. But um, but I I think that uh, with books and movies, that particular story, the one I just wrote, I adapted to a screenplay, and it's actually um, being reviewed by someone, a network, I can't talk about it, but... I'm very excited that I was able to, you know, create a screenplay from a novel that was mine. Oh, that's because awesome. It's a interesting well. challenge to adapt your own work, but it's also um, it's kind of also an interesting opportunity as a writer because, you know, there in a novel you have a much longer time to tell a story and there are a lot of details. The story doesn't move quite as fast as a screenplay where, you know, everything's kind of structured and, and there for a reason. So, it's mm-hmm. kind of fun to have, when you're writing your novel, know that there are opportunities for certain visual things that you can bring into adapting a screenplay, which mm-hmm. is a fun mm-hmm. um, process to me, you know, to be able to, because, you know, I can elaborate on the script version and know that it's true to the story because I wrote the story. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, that particular that particular book was more of kind of a dramedy, so the screenplay version was really a comedy, which was a fun thing to write. Oh, wow. Cool. Interesting. You know, and I want but, to ask um, um, you, Spencer, um, you know, when you um, – how did you and Ava meet? Well, this is interesting. Someone – let's. how does Ava – I think someone called me Todd, up. Todd Webb. It was Todd yeah, and, and we hooked, I hooked up with Ava on the phone, and – it was boom boing. <laughs> it was like this mesh of minds just came together. I don't know why. And she was working on Paradise Garden. And so mm-hmm. I kind of like, it sort of fit into my life because I had known Howard Fence's work and work with Talking Heads, obviously. But uh, And then I suggested some people for the movie. And then things sort of intertwined. And, and then later became, uh, got involved with Southeastern because she mentioned that. Well, and I came to New York and, I, you know, I met um, yeah. Joseph Arthur's show, who Spencer represents. Yeah. It was a fantastic experience. Yeah. But yeah, I, and, and, I think yeah. that uh, creative people find each other at the right time and the right place. That's my, I mean. And I I'm telling you, I'm very character. happy with Ava. I'm very happy in my life with Ava. I mean, she's really an amazing 
And I like it. You know what I like, Holly? She's like you, a very dynamic woman doing her thing, which I'm very, Mm -hmm. you know, I have Judith in my life who's like that. And I always, I always support women who are out there doing their thing, you know. We support you, too, okay? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. now Spencer is going, we, I want to I big up Spencer here for a second, Ava. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you yeah, off, but I wanted to do. say Spencer is getting ready yeah. to do, um, He. we didn't even do a proper introduction on Spencer. Spencer's got some album covers in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and getting ready to do a whole show um, with some of his album covers that he designed along with Judith um, for the Ramones um, exhibition that's going to start going and uh, some other things. And I know that, Spencer, we didn't properly introduce you because you weren't there oh, it's okay. when okay. I, I, I just want to mention that note, which Holly and I have to follow up on. The Ramones show will be... Mm-hmm. In April at the Queens Museum, April 10th is a really opening invite to anybody from 4 to 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. at Fletching Meadow at the Queens Museum. And then it goes to the Grammy Museum in September. And then after that, they plan to have this show on a tour for about 18 cities worldwide. That's really a huge show. So it's mm-hmm. going to have photography, album covers. Monty Melnick, who's the road manager for the Ramones, who we know, Holly, was on our show. Love He's, Monty. He, mm-hmm. do, he contributed 170 pieces to the show. So it's going to be a pretty big show. When we, uh, You know, Shepard Ferry did a piece of art, and there's a lot of different things going on with the show, which we're, bring, mm-hmm. which we're doing a show. Everybody knows Holly and uh, myself are doing a show on March 25th with the curator Mark H. Miller and Monty Melnick on the Ramones 40th anniversary show, so that's that sounds amazing. Yeah, it's gonna yeah, be Ava, show, yeah, big know. time. I'll be there. And we, I'll I'll be there we gotta come, yeah, Ava. Holly, Ava. And I want to go Definitely. see Ava in Nashville, so we have to go. To, I gotta go to Nashville, and Ava, I have somebody in Nashville that I want to um, hook you up with, with that oh, I yeah. spoke with you yeah. about before, Nancy Lee Andrews, who. Was oh, uh, with Ringo Starr and co-wrote Las Brisas. She has her own radio show too that she does fun stuff, and she also does photography and videos and stuff like that. Um, she did a that book recently, um, yeah, on Ringo Starr. Um, a lot of lost Ringo Starr images and photography, and she's a published author too. So you guys have that in common. So I think you two will hit it off really well. Great! Yeah. I would love to meet her. I love it. I love meeting everybody. <laughs> but you know, you know what I wanted to ask you, Ava. Um, you know, what kind of film? What are you currently working on? I mean, besides the film that you have that your your or your screenplay actually that you're submitting, what are you working on now? Getting you're just getting ready with the film festival. Or are you currently working on a new book or? Or a new film well, or anything am, like that. I am working on a. I'm working on a new novel called The Invisible State. It's an action kind of adventure thriller, and it's kind of, I, okay. I describe it as Indiana Jones meets Lord of the Rings. But um, yeah, I'm also working on the TV show Ooh um, Parks, which is about out of place artifacts in history, things that are not recorded in history but exist. And I'm doing an episode in a couple of weeks in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. You mean artifact type things? 
Yeah, things, like, like the Bat Creek okay. Stone is a uh, is a rock that has Paleo Hebrew writing on it. It was found in the Bat Creek near Knoxville, and it's been this deciphered by the Smithsonian. Wow! And um, I'm That's interviewing great. the guy who did the translation. He's flying in from New York um, to wow. take me to the location where it was found, and we're going to do an episode on it. And, That's cool. Um, it's it's really just to explore, um, you know, things that exist and and kind of how they exist and why they're not part of the historical then record. Then I have to I have to tell you this. I have to interrupt and tell you this. Um, I got approached by a woman and a gentleman that were part of the Vatican, and mm-hmm. um, there is a secret. And, and I don't know if you know this, but. Maybe some people do. Um, there's a room in the Vatican where they keep things that have never ever been seen by the public eye. Oh, there are there well, are lots like of to go things there. down there. <laughs> yeah, well, let me tell let me tell you about. I don't this. know they're gonna let me in. But she, I, I this is code. Well, this is this is really <laughs> off the charts wild. She came and approached me along with this guy. And you remember the King Tut tour when it went around where they went and they yeah. did the Tolt tour in the Smithsonian right. and all that, where they showed all the things and everybody got to experience it? Well, that was what I was kind of suggesting to her because there were things that were from the Vatican that they wanted to do a tour with. But now that we have film and things like that, I think I think you need to go to the Vatican. Ava, <laughs> I would love to. Do, I would love to do that. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm starting with one. Uh, I, I say I, I take it one mystery at a time, but you know, it's just really to keep, keep thinking about things and not let, not mm-hmm. let it slide. That you know, history's, history's not written in, in an accurate way. That things, yeah. you know, Columbus did not discover America, and kids are still taught that. And you know, I just wanna, I wanna bring these like situations to people's attention so people can think about it and maybe at some point right. we can change things to be more accurate. That's right. That's very true. Mm-hmm. And very true. it might mm-hmm. be partly partly the Vatican's fault, I don't know. <laughs> no, it's, it's, you it's know, really, they're it's hiding really, these things. It, you know what? It's crazy. Um when I asked what some of the things were, she didn't want to disclose them, but she invited mm. me to come and see the these items. Well Oh, I'm kind of like, you know, it's kind of interesting to me, like that they want to now show these things to, you know, the public. They want people to be able to see them. So I think, I think, you know, now that we have film and we're doing more documentary type things and the things like what you're doing with this rock, that's very interesting. The guys flying in that 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 actually transposed it. He's the one who. He actually uh, he wrote a whole dissertation about it, a paper, and he was part of the mm-hmm. team that did the translation. Because originally the Smithsonian had translated it to be a Cherokee alphabet, but it was wow. actually Paleo Hebrew. And wow. he was one of the people who worked on it to correct that. And now, you know, it's established by even the Smithsonian that it's not Cherokee and it's Paleo Hebrew. But it was mm. interesting. About really. That. Wow. Its translation is um it was something, you know, there's different there's different I have several different language scholars that I interview but um it was like the ending of something and, and it had this similar kind of um like in Hebrew, Paleo Hebrew script the people who wrote it, the 
the writing was specific to the person, kind of like if you had cursive versus something yeah. else. So the letters are the letters are slightly different depending on the writer, and especially in stone. But um, it was the way that it was written. One of the scholars said that it actually was written in Paleo Hebrew. Uh, mm. That would have been the time of uh, Daniel in the Bible. So wow! Be as old really? Actually, that's incredible. Says, the inscription actually talks about um, it was for Yahud, which was something to do with the mm. matter with Yahud, which is um, also tr- it can be interpreted as Judea. So it could be that you know oh, that's they were, it, so is, it is interesting that it was found, and that's why you know it's kind of just yeah. different things and different wow. um, writing. So you know it's it's an interesting stone, and and it's interesting that it's found in Tennessee. You know that's not a place where you think of um, you know someone that was in Africa and you know in Egypt or the Israelites coming all the way to America, but you know it, anything's possible in my mind because. They all had ships. Interesting. Wow. Major, major, yeah. major. You know, it's very interesting. You, I'll let you guys know how it goes. I'll send you the episode. When oh you yeah, you got it. You got it. Got it. I want to know will. that stuff. Really, that stuff really intrigues me. I don't know if you know very much about this. Also, um, there's another thing that they're getting ready to film, and I'm really interested in because these types of things really just resonate with me about the lost gospel of saint thomas have you heard about that i have yeah and i'm um, also very interested in all of this it's like the most i want to know when you talk about a passion what's your passion it's Mm -hmm. like something that's interesting like this is really Mm -hmm. passion i get really passionate about it just because i want to know what i I saw i watch a lot of this history channel you know a lot and they had a really documentary like there's a lot of this uh, type of area, but there was one about the cross that Christ was crucified on, and different people owned different parts of this cross. It's very interesting. Really? And, I don't know interesting. If you know, and this that is, yeah, and it passed it, 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 I mean, it What? Like the Shroud thing? You, know. you remember when they found the Shroud that had the vision of... Um, of uh, the uh, Yeah, the that was Christ, interesting. But, yeah, but they put that. Through, I saw a documentary on that where they put it through all these incredible. Uh, uh, I, I don't you call it like forensic or anything, and it's yeah, yeah, like, I saw that too, Spencer. I think. Did you see that? That was really I incredible. Didn't see I did. It, it was I want incredible. To see it. Oh, it you got to see it, Holly. You got to see this. On, it might have been on the History Channel. I saw it, but I think yeah, it's yeah, on yeah. Netflix too. There's one yeah. on Netflix about it. Yeah. But uh, but what's interesting to me is when I lived in Europe is that you know you have the body parts of different saints and different Catholic churches, it really doesn't surprise me that they would have broken apart the cross that they thought that Jesus was crucified. Oh, yeah, there were pieces. And, you know, you know, Ava, it went to different, and Holly, it went to different people. And it's like they go through this whole thing of how this thing is passed on. You go out of your mind. I mean, you know, from everything from the... Um, you know, from the plate that was on it. Remember, there's a plate above his head with the, the writing in it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. a big thing, you know, and that's part of the piece. Uh, and these different pieces that people have. And they, they went through this whole found thing. That? Yeah, and they passed it on. They had thing of the, of the tree of people that had the different parts. Wild. It was absolutely wild, you know. Oh, that's, that's, that's really kind of, that's really interesting. You know, um. I really am really interested in that part. Like that's why when these people from the Vatican approached me, I was really right. um, yeah. very 
resonated towards that because mm-hmm. I'm really into learning more about what really is behind all the spiritual things in the world. That's right. What are you doing? Right. Who's running water? <laughs> is that you, Ava? Oh. Ava, <coughs> are you No, no, no. It was the dog. <laughs> Oh, so layman, I gotta bring in something. Holly, I'm gonna have to bring this in. Holly is Ava. Holly is doing a cookbook. I finally, she's Are doing this really cookbook, Holly? and you better yes. hear about it. Holly. Do the thing is on the it, cookbook. Holly, is it a, is it a theme or is it what is it about? It's, okay, well, no, wait. I'm not supposed to talk about what it's gonna be yet. I'm doing two different cookbooks. Oh, okay. One is one that I can't talk about that I spoke to Spencer we about. Understand. But it's going to the be second one. No, is is going to be called um, Holly's Delicious Dishes. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> I've already gotten the website and um, I'm getting ready. But yes, there's a book in the works that um, Spencer and I spoke about, and I'll tell you off the air because they really don't really want to. I'm having a lot of people sign non-disclosures on it. Um, oh, yeah. But oh, yeah, it's sure. gonna be, it's it's gonna it's gonna be a really cool cookbook, and um, it'll be it'll be really neat. Um, but yeah, you know, um, you know, I my passion is doing radio, pop culture, obviously, and music and art, and also um, spirituality and bringing about you know like right. World Water Day. I know Dennis um, talked a lot about his world. His, his water um, documentaries that he did. Documentaries are a whole different thing. I didn't know that he was so involved more in the documentaries. It sounds to me that he's very passionate about his work. So that's yeah. very, very interesting for me. I can't wait um, to see his documentary about water. It sounds really interesting. Yeah, right, So right. wait a minute. Yeah. Ava, you're, the documentary you, you guys did, you know, um, on the Tibet, the state of control is that that is just blew me away. Um, I think I think it, it Sorry just about got the released noise, on guys. There's a Netflix helicopter hovering and... over. Um, there's a helicopter hovering over where I'm at right oh. now. Oh no. Well, well there's a, we're having flooding right it now. They actually released on demand and all of that. Oh no. So we're what? What is here. the story, Ava? What's the story on the movie? Oh, Does that have a distribution they're yet? They're landing. Uh, they're landing here in my vineyard. Hold on. A <laughs> <laughs> I'm not they kidding. Have been I'm talking not... about the Vatican. <laughs> that that no, ends up I'm with the Vatican. <laughs> Ties no, it all into the Vatican. They, no, usually what they do is they fly over. This is everybody's gonna laugh about this, but they do. They fly over because you know we're a uh, uh, cannabis-friendly state. Um, um, and a lot of people grow in the vineyards. So what they do is they fly over and they see where they're growing at. And they usually have drones, oh. but today I think that they're out surveying because um, we're having major flooding here. Um, oh, gee, you're right. And I'm really right. happy that we're even on the air right now because wow. power's been in and out. But to keep on the subject of what we're doing today, we're talking, um, we did. we did have Dennis. And um, now we have Ava and myself and Spencer, and we're talking about independent film festivals and about what goes behind it and different subject matters. And we're just just kind of beating the bush here, you know, talking about different things. 
Yeah, um, I wanted to, uh, Holly, I want to finish this thought you you very yeah. uh, well brought up. Uh, the state of control, uh, Ava, does that have a distribution deal yet, or what's the story it does. with that? It's on, uh, it's on iTunes, Google Play, and Xbox, and soon to be a few more, I think. But it's, you can get it on iTunes, so go for it. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's very exciting. Yep. Well, it's, yep. you know, and I, and I think it's, I think it's really moderately priced, like it's less than ten dollars. But you know, all of that, all of the proceeds have gone to help people. So you know, buying the film is like you're investing in a cause to help, like people. Well, when I saw franchise, it, Ava, so. when I saw it, Ava, I was like, I was on the edge of my seat. I, I was like, I mean, if you really want to see a real, the real deal, what's really going on, and I know because I've been there. Not actually in the areas that they were in, but I know what it's like over there right then, and I know it's just really nuts. Not so. good. Not good. Mm-mm. But, you know. And, you know, I, they, they tried really, I, you know, they were actually mm-hmm. there, and they tried they tried to tell a story for people who didn't have the opportunity to tell that story. And, you know, when we first started out to make the film, <clears> it was just about the way that was being treated in the wake of the Chinese Olympics in 2008 and you know the story became so much more because of the experience that everyone had being under surveillance and dealing with that kind of um, censorship so you know and I think it's an important I really believe in the story and I think it's an important story to tell so I hope yeah, that definitely. a lot of people it's an amazing it. story are you kidding yeah. it's critical you have to see this film guys I mean seriously if you haven't seen it Check it out. There, there, I mean, you know, I was really talking. Ava, I was talking to somebody last important. week uh, who's who's uh, he sells across the street with a market that we have here in New York. But he's from Tibet, and I was asking him about that, and he was telling me about the condition of the country. You know, it's really depressing. Yeah. You know, it's really sad. It's well, I mean, you know, just thinking about your, you know, if someone tells you you can't do what you know, practice your religion or eat what you <clears> eat or have your culture. I mean, it's a difficult thing, I think, for anyone to go through that you can't be free to choose. So, you know, I really feel for them. And, you know, the also coupled with the fact that they're probably the most peaceful, nonviolent they are. people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, right. the amount of right. violence involved in this, it's just, you know, it doesn't. It seems so unfair to me. Well, it's like it's like, it's like how the Americans took over the Native American Indian in history. You know, the it Indians were really cool people, like and they shook their hand. You know, literally shook their hand, and they took away all the land. You know, you know. So it's kind of like similar. Oh, I've got I've got a subject for you, Ava. I'm really connected with the Hopi Indians, and I know um, one of the chief elders. Um, that would be a really okay, cool story to do. They were in one of my episodes about hidden archaeology, the Upark show. It started in the web series I was doing, and um, I went right. and I met with them. That's interesting. But I'd love to meet with anyone about because I that was one of the most uh, interesting experiences of my life to be able to talk to, you know, a Native American tribe of that level and get information. It's a trip. It's a trip. And, I mean, uh, I go I go back you. to Wounded Knee. You know, Wounded Knee, a lot of the Native Americans <laughs> came to my apartment here in New York You're and they would go so back. funny. And, you know, it's... Uh, and and you I, I met a <laughs> I met a medicine man, uh, John Lamedeer from Sioux, who they wrote a book about. On uh, He was amazing. But, I mean, I've always been a 
major supporter of Native Americans for many, many years. You know, they need, they just can't adapt to the culture. I mean, they all get well, screwed you know, up. You know, right now what is going on right now, I don't know if you know about this, Ava, but right now what's happening with the Hopis is they're in, in the Grand Canyon area. They're planning on building a casino and they're trying to build right. all these things yeah. into the side of the in there. So if you guys really want to know what's really going on, go to blackmesatrust.com and you can cool. see okay. um, a little bit more about what's happening and how we're trying to stop them building they had an agreement with the other Indian tribes because it's the sacred burial grounds, and they're wanting wow. to build yeah, that's heavy. on this land. So I think maybe, Ava, that might be a really good thing. Um, the the yeah, elder right for the Hopis, yeah, the elder for the Hopis, um, he's a very close friend, and um, I'm more, and, and it's really funny, he and his wife, we can call, they have different villages set up, and uh you get invited, you go and you live, stay in the village, and it's really amazing. They make this prickly, I'm going back to food, they make this prickly <laughs> pear pancake syrup and, and pancakes. It's unbelievable, like, the whole culture and how it's different and everything, living there and, and, and being part of it. But um, I wanted to say today that it, this is really interesting, you know, talking about all the different areas that we can go into and i want to thank you and i know that i've run over um a little bit on everyone's time today um but i wanted to say to both you and spencer i want to thank both of you for being here today oh thank you holly it's a great show. thanks for and having Ava, us thank you. on this show oh no no but i mean we could talk we and could I talk think, forever I think it's and it's great to uh it's great to be able to talk about these things that are important in the world and hopefully yes. other people mm-hmm. will think about it too and that we can make changes and do things that are good. That's right. That's well, right. See, that's exactly. what's great about indie film, going back to what the show's really all about, is that film is really getting it out there. It's allowing mm-hmm. and giving people the access to be able to expose, not expose, well, let's use a better word for that, um, document document what's really you know, going on so out there. True. That's so, so mm-hmm. true, Holly, because yeah. we had a movie about the Balkan War, and um, mm-hmm. it was a documentary. It was done by some uh, New York, uh, NYU film students, but it mm-hmm. was probably the best explanation of that conflict I've ever seen from people that were involved, and, uh, you know, I, would, I wish that more people could see it. I mean, I showed it at the film festival, but it's Really what is it called? Powerful. Again, it's called the Tr- truth in the Balkans. But the okay. thing about it is, is that it wasn't on you know mainstream film, but it was it was ran a little bit long. Maybe that's why it wasn't. But it was really a lot of compelling information because that conflict me and I covered, you know, a lot working at CNN was always really confusing. You know, all the different people involved and how it all started and why it was. You know, it kept the animosity kept going, but mm-hmm. they explained it so clearly that it was like, and that's the power in the independent film is the fact that you know that someone can take a, a space of two hours and explain something with the people who are all kind of the foremost authorities on it, and you can learn so much from it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, we didn't do Ava. We did not talk. You just mentioned CNN. We. I want to talk about 
your path, how you what how you got into this because you worked you worked at CNN, you worked in news pro, news production until 2005, and then you founded Art West Film, which is a full service production company, right? And then um, that's right. You founded the film festival. So how did you start working at CNN? That's very interesting. Love CNN. Um, I started. I started. You know, I would say I cut my teeth there. I started when I just graduated from college, and I mm-hmm. worked in um, the graphics and production design to start. And then I moved my way into the newsroom, and I worked in the newsroom until I left the company. But um, it was, I you know, I got into it because I I really just loved the idea of working in the news. And then you know, you were there when it the broke. News, I mean. Breaking news. That's like I was there. I that's was there shocking. I'm sure. Well, it is funny. Uh, you know, once you get into it, you know, it's a very. I felt like I was giving something good to the world by, you know, working awesome. on the projects, and I worked a lot. <laughs> you know, it was. Uh, you know, to be able to um, cover different events. You know, I covered 9/11 and. The day of 9-11, wow. I was talking to the families of people who died to get the pictures for, like, memorial segments. You know, it's like right. it's like uh, I had these experiences that were incredible, and, you know, I can't really say that I was taken even back to this fantastic experience. But at a certain point, you know, the news is um, it's not as creative of, of an environment, even though it's very compelling. So mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. enjoyed moving on to do more creative things. And I really like being able to tell a longer form story. I mean, oftentimes, you know, you're telling a new story. It's like what happened that day. But, you know, I really love being able to tell the story over the year and explaining, you know, how it started, how it finished versus just a snapshot of, you know, what happened that day. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. to me, that's, that's a really great, thing to be able to tell that that level of story. Not not taking away right. from, you know, the fact that the news is important too because it is, but, you know, if you step back and take a look at a situation like, you know, when you step back and take a look at um, the war in Iraq or Afghanistan or whatever story it was, you know, if you look at it daily, it's harder to see the big picture of what happened. So it's, I think that that's oh, a yeah. good thing that film takes care of. Film really captures that. Right. It definitely does. You're bringing the truth out to people. A lot of people that can't be right there that wouldn't know about it. I mean, it's like, you know, that's how it's getting out there. And what's really bad is they're doing a lot of censorship now. A lot of countries aren't able, and that's what's great about film festivals is you're able to bring people over that would never have been able to show their films in their own country or be able to get something out there. Mm -hmm. There's so much censorship now, like even with some of the YouTube channels, there are some of the things they control the internet in different countries. So that's, what's really important now is about these, these film festivals, like what you're doing with the independent film, indie film festivals, people that have news, something that they want to share a message, whatever it might be, you know, Mm -hmm. with the world. And then, you know, it could be as simple as we have a, it wasn't a film that was in the festival, but it was one that was entered. It was about, you mm-hmm. know, the art of making pies in a small town in the Southwest. And, um, you know, wow. that's, it's interesting, you know, the things that you learn from all films, even if they're not in the film festival, you know, they still have 100 judges who, you know, many of them see their films. So, 
Oh, by the way, I'm judging thing. the films this weekend, by the way, Ava. <laughs> I love it. Close to the deadline. Yeah, I'm already, I got, I'm, I'm going to get on mine, too. That's right, Holly, <laughs> both of us. I've got, I've, I've got a judging. list of <laughs> films. I've been judging you, judging. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. I, I, I just want to put a note on here. Ava, call me tomorrow, okay? Can you call me tomorrow? I can. Good, good, good. And I, I think thank you for being on the show. And Holly and I love thank you. you and for me. I love you guys too. It's so much fun. Good. Well, good. you know what? I'm going to end the show today with a song from one of my favorite movies. A movie movie. <laughs> Not an. You're going to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to play the song, and you'll know what it is. <laughs> so wait, I want to say to everyone: Listen, it's Friday. Um, please do not drink and drive. Um, and also enjoy your weekend. Uh, you know, find. Can I say find, one thing? I got to say one thing, Holly. Yeah. I got to say one. Th- yeah, go, uh, go, go. Judith's daughter uh, Ariel, who's now got her budget for her first indie movie herself, and is also in a movie by Owner Turkle, who's actually entering a movie called Catfight at um, at the Cannes Film Festival. Anyway, Ariel's going to her first South by Southwest festival. And oh, cool. um, I want to wish her the best, and she's going to be a really great uh, screenwriter, filmmaker. I'm going to tell you this right now. She's really got the Fantastic. good. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Well, keep it all in the family, right? We're keeping That's it right. all in the family. <laughs> That's right. Um, I love it. So I want to say to everyone again, it's Friday, you know, just, um, we'll see everybody next week. Next week we'll be back. I'm going to be, I, I believe, next Wednesday. I do have a show um, on the Red Velvet Media Network with Sonia Hensley. And then Friday we are on the air with, um, we have another John show Kruth. next Friday. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. next John, our friend John Cruz who wrote a book on the Beatles, which is a very yeah. cool book we have. And so that will mm-hmm. be really cool. So Fantastic. we have a lot wait. happening here. Yeah, this is great. So with that, I want to say goodbye to everybody. And good night. I good know it's night. Talk already, isn't it? <laughs> I know. I know. Good night. And with that, I'm going to end it with the song, and then you'll know it's one of my one of my favorite movies. Here you guys go. Delicious <laughs> have a good dishes, night. Holly. Delicious dishes. Yeah, right. I know.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.